Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What's up, Vincent? How you doing, man? It is another happy, happy Monday. It is. It's it's another Monday. We're back to... Actually, this is... I mean, we haven't done a normal Monday in, in the past two weeks because we did a that's, Sunday and then we did our true. live one last week, so... Yeah. yeah, I you know you know what I realized, and maybe it's just a perfectionist in me, but mm-hmm. I was listening to last week's episode, and the audio quality is just not good. Yeah, I mean, you can, but I mean, I think that's to be expected. When you I think, do. yeah, I think yeah. Pe- pe- well, people understood that yeah, yeah. you know, obviously, we're not recording the way we normally record, but I'm such a stickler for yeah, audio yeah. quality that when I hear an episode of our show and it's like, oh, that doesn't sound right (laughs) Right. at all. And it's not like it sounded, maybe, maybe, like I said, it's just me being probably a little picky. It doesn't sound bad. It just doesn't sound the way it normally sounds. Right, yeah. And your ears just start going, you know, like you short circuit your brain or something. But yeah, we are back. We are back. We are back to normal. Um, I had a pretty good weekend in the shop. I actually got some stuff done this weekend oh, that's and awesome. it's so nice to not be sick and not have not have wifey with the covid mm-hmm. and it's just everything just kind of went back to normal nice and nice. it was so good i got so much done and it's so I've nice when you been, have a productive weekend it's- oh it, it it was a productive week like i took a, a self-imposed crash course in illustrator <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> and it's it just was a good it was a good week. And I'm I came into today and um in fact right before we went on, Al asked how I was feeling because he knows I've been not feeling right. great the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, dude, I am so back. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> nice. That's feels, such a good feeling. Oh, it feels so good. So Yeah. Yeah. How about you? How was yeah, your weekend? It was good. It was good. Um I've got well, you know, it's it's funny. So I, I I posted a YouTube video last week. Uh, the, mm-hmm. um, and every time I, after the like weekend after I post, like there's so much that goes up, goes into posting a video, right. As mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and so it's always, and I like to post on Wednesdays and all these things. So like, it's such a, uh, ramp up to do that, that it's, it's kind of like, uh, I don't like, I, I, I'm almost excited to not have that pressure afterwards, which makes sense, <laughs> I guess. But, ah, I um, understand. But yeah, so like, so, you know, I didn't have any big projects. I've got, you know, I, um, going on this weekend, I did the silly little ridiculous post that I did tonight, which was the toothpick holder, which I did tongue in cheek, as I'm sure most people understood. But, um, but yeah, and then uh, I'm working on something uh, with, you know, I, well, I don't think they care. Uh, I'm, I'm doing something for the cuts all guys. Um, oh, cool. I might have talked about it before. I think you did talk about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe I did. So it's probably fine. I don't think they care. Um, but they're they're doing kind of a they're almost at 20K, if not if they haven't already hit 20K, and they're doing a giveaway. And um, so I uh, wrapped some uh uh rasp handles in leather for them. So I've I've been working on those. I've got I've still got a ton to to get through. Um, but super excited about that. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff, a lot of housekeeping stuff and uh uh, but yeah, no, I, and I, but I already have a couple of uh, my next video in the works and stuff like that. So it, yeah, it was, it was a good weekend. It wasn't one of those where, uh, I walked away like, oh, I got everything done. I wanted to, um, but it was, but it wasn't a, a throwaway either. If that makes sense. That's great. That's yeah. great. I, I was actually, I was boning up on my, um, uh, my art skills this week because we have an actual artist with us this we week. We do. We do an actual real deal artist who can safely use the term, and not feel weird about using it. Oh, every yeah. time we use the every time we've ever used the word artist on this show with somebody, 
they always come back with, I never considered myself an artist. And, and they always well, and, and if are. she doesn't, then we're going to have a fight. I know. So. Then we just have to like, just <laughs> hang it up. No one can use the word legitimately. Right, right. Um, our guest this week is the one and only Kat Leapins. Hi, Kat. Hello. Welcome. Kat Cat is one of those people. So we every time we have someone on and people know that listen to the show, I always try to remember how I found um, the person that we have on. And I found Cat because I was watching, I was on a 1000 rabbit hole. <laughs> and when you watch stuff on YouTube on the Apple TV, sometimes the next thing it suggests to you isn't from the person you're watching. And it was one of her videos. I can't remember which one, but I do remember that it was a 1000 video. And then it showed me her stuff. And I'm like, oh, she's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So good. So, Kat, it's an absolute pleasure to finally get to talk to you. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for watching my video after 1000. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I remember the right after, right after I found you, the first video you did after was the, um, the Ikea chest. That you yeah. did with the and and I was just watching your process and I love I love watching people do something that I have no connection to because it's like it's like a whole new world like everything is new you know watching the sketching process and then watching you actually sketch it on the cabinet and then do the painting and stuff and your vibe is just amazing and oh, and thanks. it's it's funny that you say that Vincent, too because it's one of those things where I pick up techniques that. I, because of your pro- like your process is so refined already or mm-hmm. not already your process is so refined that it it translates to other things i don't know i, I is you're one of those uh channels and and makers and uh, artists that i pick up techniques that i'm going to use for something else from watching how you do what you do so well that no i get exactly what you mean because i do that with um the maker community like um, just watching people build things and how they assemble. And um, I actually, when I was in school, I wanted to be a sculpture major. So I was oh, wow. doing a lot of woodworking and welding and all awesome. kinds of different things. Um, so, uh, I mean, from X number of years ago, we don't need to say how long ago that was. <laughs> um, things I are different it. and things are, you know, everybody's doing it at a, at a high level, even in their garages, you know? So it's just right. it's oh, really yeah. interesting to see uh, what everybody's up to and how I can kind of integrate that into um, my art, my process and what I do. So, yeah, I understand completely what you mean. That's interesting. That's interesting you say that because I do feel like there is a certain like level to entry now. That's it. It's really interesting. I've been kind of having that thought also. Like, wow, if you want to be like a channel that does woodworking on YouTube, you really have to be at a certain level to get any kind of noticing now. It's not like or have you a unique go- take. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to either that's true too. Yeah. If you have like a really unique take, or if you're just like a prodigy, you'll get noticed. That's interesting you say that, that kind of the bar is raised for everybody now. Yeah. I mean, unless you're the person who's like, I'm doing this for the first time. Right. Right. It's like, I'm going to do a Bob Ross painting for the first, you know, and it's like they follow the tutorial and it's just a nightmare at the end. Like (laughs) that's, that's like the other end of the spectrum. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, everyone loves a, 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 you know, car crash or a train wreck. It's, uh, it's, it's like the Etsy, they have them all the time. Like the Oh, the uh, Pinterest fails. Yeah, the Pinterest fails. Thank you. Yeah, the Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, there fails. it is. Yeah, oh, the Pinterest fails. So funny. And, they're hysterical. But, they're hysterical. But I, it, that would be me. Like if I tried to, if I tried to make 
one of your do one of your paintings that would that would be a pinterest fail so that's that stuff brings joy too though in oh, its own way totally absolutely yeah. it's such a wonderful thing yeah <laughs> I, almost, I almost feel like that's that's the reason people watch you know how like i don't know if you've picked up on this maybe I, maybe I, it's just the people i'm watching but there have been a lot of debunking five minute craft videos that have been on youtube oh really and i've seen that Oh my God, they're so good because five minute crafts is just garbage. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really funny to watch like these, you know, they, they, the whole point is, you know, they do these really super compressed content farmy type videos where the crafts are, you know, they don't work or they'll do a recipe that can't possibly work or they'll do something and you'll, and it's just downright dangerous and you'll go, (laughs) Good God, what is wrong with you people? Why are you doing this? And then you look at their videos and they have like some of the videos have like 17 million views right, on them. And yeah, it's like, oh, right. that's why you do it. <laughs> yeah. But well, yeah, the Pinterest fails. I always think of the Pinterest fails and five minute crafts. Like, that's so funny, okay. Just yeah. to put in perspective, since we're all YouTube um, conversant, five minute crafts have 71 million subscribers. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah that's insane just, just hand me one of those millions i'll be really happy yeah i'm with you i'm with you i'll take half i'm <laughs> yeah, not yeah, even exactly right <laughs> so but, so i'm curious though and this is something i've been uh thinking about ever since uh we knew you were coming on i'm interested as to what like what would you classify your style as i mean i've heard you know kind question. of street street art um but it's 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 more than that what I mean, what, what? How would you classify yourself, or or do you not want to be classified? And may, and that's fine too. Is like that's an okay thing. But mm, you know, honestly, I uh, up until recently, I wouldn't say that I ever truly had a style. Mm-hmm. I think, um, interestingly enough, YouTube. I feel like it kind of. Um, I don't want to say it like forces you to have a style, but I think it. You want to kind of create a track that you start getting recognized for. Like a consistency you know? or through, we yeah we talk about right. it a lot like a through a through line. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. the same, but it, there, there you want that through line, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, right now I would say kind of what I've landed on and what people seem to be resonating with. Um, I'm going to say it's a combination of like street art and psychedelic art. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, everything is kind of, you know, bordering on almost like the comic book style with like the heavy um, ink lines, mm-hmm. outlines, whatever at the end. Uh, but I love bright colors, if you can't yeah. tell. So I yeah. mean, even if I'm doing dark subject matter, like weird octopus tentacles and skulls and whatever, <laughs> like they're usually like fluorescent pink and teal and whatever. So I don't know. I'm kind of like Lisa Frank on acid or something. Yeah. No, right, right. Uh, uh, leaving, or what's a Vegas? Uh, never mind. The fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Sorry. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> took me a second. Uh, no, but yeah, definitely. But yeah. And, and even, I mean, the, the tarot card, painting that you did it almost has like and it's not that i know it's not that this style but it almost has that pop art a little bit of a pop art too and some of and some of the stylistic mm-hmm. um part of it i don't know yeah. I, I, and i like I, I like it it's not that but it's i don't know something about the colors in that one and i don't know yeah i mean i think like loosely i'm kind of like referencing pop culture right like mm-hmm. um uh, Vincent, you were talking about the skateboard deck that I was working on, you know, mm-hmm. like it has like a little UFO in it, right? Like how, how often has that come into our lives? I mean, I think we're kind of like around this, you know, the same age 
group, right? Mm-hmm. That's everybody mm-hmm. that's talking and probably listening. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many episodes of like X-Files you guys all watch, but <laughs> you know, uh, it was a big part of my life, but right. you know, so little things like that, the, it's not direct, you know, like I don't have like Mulder and Scully on the skateboard, but it's like, yeah, I have like a UFO reference. I'll have, you know, something here or something there that might kind of like bring people back to their childhood. Um, my Octoskulls painting, I had several people notice that the color palette was very much um, He-Man, Masters oh, yeah. of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. I Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but wow. yeah, you're absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. One, boy, once you, once somebody points something like that out to you, you can't unsee it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm looking at it and I was like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not like a direct, like I'm not doing fan art, but I think mm-hmm. there's something familiar about it when people right. see it and pick up on it and they're like, oh, like I get this and, you know, like it gives me good feelings for some reason, you know, one or another. So, and uh, for me, for me, what, what, what's eye catching about your work is exactly what you said, that you're not afraid of color Mm -hmm. and something that I've noticed, you know, uh, so my day job, I'm a graphic designer. And one of the things I've noticed just in what people seem to want in designs, even for like product packaging, mute the colors and make them softer and, make them a little more what what, I hate the word, but that's what they call it. It's like, they want things to look a little more modern, you Mm -hmm. know? And then here you come out with like orange octopi and like our green tentacles and bright yellow skulls and the, the mushrooms and the, the, you're, you just literally just throw all that away. And it's like, no, I am not doing that. That's not my, that's not my vibe. My vibe is bright colors you know, and I like the chunky, the chunky, what I would call ink work, even though it's paint, but mm-hmm. it looks like ink work. Mm-hmm. It's just such a great look and it's so contrasty and punchy. And I, it just, it's, it's like, it's like a middle finger to everything that's kind of what's accepted now. And I just kind of like that. It's almost rebellious. Well, it's so funny that you say that because I, I was a graphic designer for a lot of years. So yeah, <laughs> a lot of the directive is always like, we want to be like Apple. You know, and Apple is what white and like drop shadows. Like it's it's so minimal. Um, Just the the design aesthetic is like it's beautiful, but it's almost nothing. It works once. It works once. It's like Daffy Duck when he does the whole thing with the xylophone and the TNT and all that. And he goes, "A great trick, but I can only do it once." You know, and it's (laughs) kind of like that's what Apple is. Apple is their design aesthetic is a thing that only works once, and it worked for them. That's it. And I think it's oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, it's it's it worked for them because it was because it was almost the opposite extreme. It was so so stagnant that it became their thing. It's, it, so in a way that it was the the exact opposite of that, which I would argue is playing on the fact that it is the opposite, right? It is kind mm-hmm. of the the other end of the spectrum. So you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, and I mean, I think everybody sees Apple now as being like so commercial, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people buy art that way too, right? Mm-hmm. So they think of art as kind of like a product or something that needs to like match or go above their couch. This this has been a struggle actually for mm-hmm. me for a lot of years before I finally got to the point where I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do and you know, you can take it or leave it in a nice way, of course. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, no, I don't want to do 
muted neutral paintings that are going to match your taupe couch. Like, <laughs> go, go, go to so, Home Goods. Go to Home Goods if you want that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You can get a print of something mm-hmm. like that if you want to. Um, but I think that where I found my most success is when I do what I want to do and it comes completely from me. Um, I get the most reaction out of it from people and people wanting to purchase it or, you know, just lots of comments and loving it and, you know, shares and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm just kind of like, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Just let, let me do my thing. It's going to work. I, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's, I think there's something really powerful about that. What you just said is that it's, it's one of those things you, if you, you can do something that is quote broad appealing, right. Mm-hmm. And is very neutral. So it's not going to offend anyone. It's not going to whatever, you know, it's going to be broadly appealing, but at the same time, no one's going to be passionate about broadly appealing, right? No one's going to really care. And, and, and that's a, a, a good thing for some things and a bad thing for something. Some, some things you want something that people aren't going to have an opinion on either way, but when you want to make art or you want to make something that stands out, I think you want you want to turn some people off and then really turn some people on, right? And you want the people and and if if you're doing what you want, then those people are going to be so support like so invested in you that it's 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 makes so much more sense than trying to be uh, a little bit of nothing for everyone. Oh yeah, totally. I agree. I mean, I couldn't tell you the name of an artist that is selling prints at. What was it? Home goods. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, Vincent, like you were saying, you're like you popped up after ten hundred, and your stuff was like nuts, and I totally remembered it. And mm-hmm. you know, so uh, there's something to be said for kind of going against the grain, I think. And that's Absolutely. kind of you know, I've noticed that the the people because I started um, a couple of months ago, I would say I started following more artists on on YouTube just. Mm-hmm. Just because it was like a, an area where I was like, oh, this, these are interesting people and it's a whole new world. And now it's like, oh, yeah, I'm following a lot of them and I'm really enjoying following, you know, you know, I follow the full range. Like I follow people like you and 10 hundred and then I'll follow someone like um, Ray Dizzle and and um, Chloe Rose, you know, like I'm not I'm not like a snob about like, oh, you have to be completely unique and have your own thing. Sometimes people are just entertaining people to watch. But what I've noticed is that everybody has their, their thing. And like, like 10 hundred is this project that he's doing right now. I could totally see like you having a little piece of, have you seen the, um, the board that he's doing where he's passing it around. So he started with mm-hmm. um, a, um, artwork on a board and he's passing it around to a bunch of different artists and it's going person to person, kind of like a flat Stanley type situation. And I was like, wow, that's, that's a really clever idea. So now what I've been doing is that as it goes from artist to artist, I've been following the artist on YouTube to see what they do with it. And it's like, oh, I'm finding all these new people this way. And it's just, it's a whole community that I was never watching the stuff of. And now it's like, it's inspiring me to like be more creative and not maybe when I do custom work for people to just go find an SVG on, you know, on Etsy or on one of my SVG purchasing websites. Like I want to actually draw the stuff that goes on the boards or the the stuff that I make for people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird how you can indirect, like I'm not going to paint because it's not my thing. Right. But I can already feel the itch 
to be like, no, you can do more. Like you can do more than composite things that you've purchased from other people. Right. And maybe not now, right? Maybe not for a while, but in a few months down the road, you may be making the stuff that goes on the stuff that you make. And that's going to be like a whole new level for me to get to. And I'm going to be so much more happy and fulfilled with the work that I give people because I know it's all mine. So even when you're not directly inspiring someone to do a thing, you are inspiring them to do more with the things that they do. Right. That was a rambly explanation for a very simple concept. And I'm really sorry about that. You you sounded like me for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to your point, Ethan, no, it's your point. And uh, now that makes sense. But in the, in the end, I think watching people like you have been, has inspired me to do more with the stuff that I do. I think that's really the windup. And it's kind of amazing that, you're in a medium that I'm not going to be in, but just watching you do what you do makes me want to do more, you know? Mm -hmm. No, that's amazing. I mean, knowing that something that I'm doing is inspiring to others is huge. I mean, that's what makes me want to do this kind of stuff. So thank you. I love hearing that. Along those lines. So like, how did you get into YouTube and, you know, and, and how did you like, how did you figure out what you wanted to do getting into YouTube? Well, I went to school for art way back in the day, like I said. So I've been an artist for a long time. Um, uh, was, like I said, a graphic designer, uh, you know, moved up through the ranks, creative director or whatever, kind of went to the dark side. So I went into like <laughs> marketing and currently like I'm an, an account director for a agency out of uh, California uh, part-time. But um, I mean, it's always been part of me and something that I've wanted to do. And, um, living in Chicago, I think, uh, I've always seen kind of the art community going Mm -hmm. on around in the area and, you know, there's street art and galleries and all kinds of different things. And, um, I was always working a pretty intense day job. So it was something that I had never really been able to kind of get into. Um, but, uh, leaving my job going part-time. It's something that I'm like prioritizing, you know, I'm looking for that art community and those connections and everything. And, um, being in Chicago, I met Mike, Modestro maker. And, um, I, you guys have seen, I've did a, a mural in his, uh, workshop, awesome. but, Absolutely um, he's, awesome, yeah. he was definitely a big, uh, component, uh, part of me deciding that I would try YouTube because he was just like, I think your art's amazing. I think you have a great perspective and I think you could really, you know, teach people and be, you know, something to watch on camera. So <laughs> at least decent, <laughs> decent yeah. on camera. No, yeah. Yeah. one of the things, and I, I was going back and watching everything today. One of the things that we've talked about before is it's always amazing to me when someone uh, finds their, we call it, you know, finds their voice or their style of videos, like pretty much right away. And I would have to say, I mean, Vincent, I'm sure you agree. If you want, you have like your videos, you have a style and it, it works so well and it worked right away. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm like 23, probably I think 23 videos in and I'm still like, I, I'm still trying to find my voice. And, uh, and I think you have done a really, really good job of, creating a, a, you know, your own voice and your own style that totally works for you. And, 
Yeah, pretty much from the first video. I mean, I think your your first video was the hydro dip. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, but and and definitely, I mean, one of my favorite videos is the uh, the drunkest uh, drunk octopus. Um, Thanks. Oh, Thanks. Oh my I gosh, love that, that one. That, that like it, that might be. You're, you're gonna have to do a lot to beat that one because I think that was <laughs> amazing and hilarious. And I just and well, and it's my name for the uh, the Zencaster is come at me, bro. Um, <laughs> So nice. I, I just, I just love that, but it was, but it was a perfect style, but you have such a good, uh, good pace and there's, uh, and there's, you can, le- it, I learn things from the videos without you teaching me. And, uh, yeah, I just, don't, I, I'm always amazed at, there's very few people that I think hit their kind of hit their voice really, really quick. And you definitely have done that. And so I'm, I'm just excited to see you grow because, uh, if you're that good from day one, the sky's the limit. So, oh gosh, thank you so much. Um, wow, that's I'm like blushing. I'm blushing. Sorry, no, I didn't. Now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to piggyback on that a little bit too because I noticed that, and I noticed your videos have a a, a certain amount of polish to them. Yeah, they're exactly, not. Yeah. They don't come off. They don't come off as someone who's made what eight videos? I think you have so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, eight. And it's like, how do you you? Ethan's right. You don't usually hit it that quickly. So I'm just no. wondering where does the where does the video the video and the cinematography skill come from? Because this this isn't just a matter of pointing a camera and doing like a Jimmy Duresta like fast time lapse type thing. You you clearly put some thought into your shots and the way things come together and the way the, the, the soundtrack goes. There's a lot that goes into your videos that that's very noticeable. So I'm just wondering, you know, where does that part of your of your current um, YouTube life come from, or is it just natural? <laughs> yeah, or are you just like a prodigy? Like, it's totally cool if you're a prodigy. I, I, yeah, I came out of the womb editing video. <laughs> no. Um, uh, no, I would say I would say it's a combination of things. Uh, way back in the day, I was um, a dancer, so I would cut music. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I did everything from like tap, ballet, jazz, ballroom palms, cheer, all of it. I was like coaching. So I was always cutting music. And I feel like when you learn how to cut and mix music, it's really similar to editing video. Yeah, you're right. Like the right the right pace and the right Yeah, there's a rhythm. There's a rhythm to editing for sure. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think that played a big part, but um working with agencies for as long as I have, I've um worked on a lot of video projects and kind of understand the idea of like, okay, I need to script, I need to storyboard, I need to have a, a story that has a, a beginning, a middle, and an end, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um I do script my videos and, you know, kind of work out what the story is and then, you know. Uh, obviously video, like me actually doing the work and the time lapse and everything, but then, you know, going back in and being like, okay, I need B-roll of me cleaning a brush or I need, you know, a shot of me doing something else that, I, you know, might not have been totally evident while I was doing the work. So you kind of get those little, those extras that it's like, it might be something small, but it, it adds to the, the entire story. Well, and I think, I think there's, I've noticed a lot of times there's like a moment where, I don't know, it, it was, it's the perfect time for something a little comedic or funny <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and you do it. I mean, right then it's, it's, a, it's a astonishing. It's like right then you do some kind of, uh, you know, black and white or whatever, or some kind of like 
I don't know. There's a lot of different things in your videos that comedic wise that are really short and sweet, but it's exactly what it needed at that moment in the video. Oh gosh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you think it's funny because I'm usually just sort of like <laughs> indulging myself. Like I'm just, I, I, I don't, it's rare that I'm not making a joke about something. So um, I do kind of try to let that shine a little bit. It's something I love laughing. Absolutely yeah, love laughing yeah. and being silly. So if I can infuse that into what I do and people enjoy my my humor, <laughs> well, oh, definitely. Yeah, that's wonderful. Da- uh, David Vicuto, when he was on, he was just he was talked about if you're going to try to be funny, you better be funny. Like <laughs> you it, better be funny. You yeah. better be funny, and 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 you nail it. So uh, it's not an easy thing to do. It, it isn't. Uh, it's it can come across as you know. It's it's easy to come across as forced, and none of it feels forced. So well done on that. So. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I'm a I'm a natural wackadoo. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, clearly, there's an affinity for cephalopods in your work. So I'm kind of curious as to what's up with the octopi and the tentacles and all that? Like, where does that, like, is there just, is there a story behind that or? Well, I'm not a good swimmer. So I'm not like a scuba diver. I was just going to say, I know someone that is a big scuba diver. Is that a. No, uh, that's yeah. You know, honestly, I think it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, when you imagine an octopus, Mm -hmm. like, you, I don't, it just, it gives it like a visceral feeling, right? You're like, I know that it's like slimy. I know that it can like <laughs> grab onto me. It's, it's like the suction cups. I, I really just enjoy like the undulating shapes and, you know, the repetition, um, visually of like suction cups and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, um, I, I mean, I know that they've, uh, kind of recently been popular, popularized in a lot of different art and stuff, but, um, I don't know. I just, I think I just like the, the forms at the end of the day. There, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think you, there is something about the repetition of the suction cups uh, combined with like the curvature of the arms. There's something very pleasing well, about think, that. I was going to say, I actually think that, so I was going to hazard a guess here, you know, being the art expert that I am, which <laughs> basically is, you know, not an expert at all. But I was just wondering if it's, it has to do with the ability to kind of, go crazy with shapes just use and have them still look like what they're meant to be. Cause they pretty much can take any shape that you want them to take in your art. And it's like, Oh yeah, well it's an octopus. It's clearly a tentacle. Like we recognize tentacles. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, actually my dad was talking about the Ikea cabinet and he's like, Oh, I see you got a tentacle in there still. And I was like, actually, no, it's just like the, the form, like the shape of. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It. Right. I didn't even pick up on that until you yeah. just said that, but holy crap, it does look like tentacles in there. But yeah. Uh, he's just like, you're just, you're putting them in everywhere. And I'm like, I, I think I just like the shapes. I don't know. Right. But, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say that they're like my favorite animal or anything, but yeah, I'm kind of becoming known as like the octopus chick (laughs) Um, on my Instagram. I have like, uh, one of my highlights is, uh, like random octopus or whatever, like random octopus shout out. Like people send me random octopi (laughs) on Instagram. So so I'll like put them in my stories. Isn't it funny how you're becoming the Detroit Red Wings? (laughs) <laughs> I'm so not a sports person, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, so in, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, when somebody scores a hat trick, they throw a squid on the ice. Oh, goodness. Oh. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. You're, you were ahead of the curve. <laughs> Did they eat it? What's that? Do they eat it? 
Like no, they just kind. Of, I don't know what they do with them. There's usually there's usually a lot of them on the ice at any yeah. given time. That's oh always so weird. Yeah. Well, well, hockey people are weird. We're yeah. we, you know we are weird. We are a weird sport. So. Mm-hmm. Well. Wow. We got the Blackhawks here, so we got a lot of we got a lot of hockey peeps out this yep, way. Yep, so. definitely. So what's um what's the thing? What's the thing that you want to take on that you haven't taken on yet? Like what's what what's the what's that that thing off in the distance where you're like, one day I'm gonna get around to trying that? Hmm. Well, I mean, I definitely want to do more murals. Um mm-hmm. The, the spray paint mural that I did uh, in Mike's workshop, that was actually my first mural that I had ever done. No so, way. That was your first? Yeah. Oh, yeah. geez. Talk about beginner's luck. No, well, again, nailing it from the first. Yeah, <laughs> right? But, but yes, I, I completely support you doing more murals. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you need, if you needed my support, then you've got it. Yeah, wow. no, I, I need to find... Uh, walls and honestly somehow that i can do it with my part-time schedule um but yeah so that and uh i mean honestly i would love to do some larger scale sculpture stuff um Mm -hmm. i'm a little bit uh confined because of my my living situation right now being in a apartment so uh, I'm kind of struggling to find places where I can like spray paint and varnish or have anything that has fumes or, you know, that I can build anything yeah. of scale. Yeah. So um, I'm actually trying to remedy that by finding a, a different apartment with spaces where I can do those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, I think I think what I wanted, I want to do pretty much everything that I'm doing, but just like go, you know, supersize it. What, what kind of sculptures, <laughs> what, like what uh, what kind of mediums do you want to sculpture? Out of. Well, I, I, I want to try a lot of the um, the epoxy sculpt, the epoxy mm-hmm. clay. Mm. Yes. Um, but even that has you know the fumes and stuff oh, with yeah, it. Totally. So, um, like I literally have it sitting in my IKEA cabinet, my painted cabinet, <laughs> ready to go. But I'm like, okay, I gotta wait till it's warmer so I can at least crack windows um, mm-hmm. to be able to use it and probably wear my mask. But yeah, I think once I get rid of some of those limitations. Um, I mean, I'd even like to get more into woodworking and actually fabricating things um, that I'm, you know, integrating into my artwork. So, um, yeah, I love asking this question of people that are kind of known for a thing because it always surprises me when you hear, you know, what what they want to do that's not what they're currently doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you'll, you'll, we'll ask people, you know, what do you want to do? And they'll be like, I really want to do more leather, you know, or I really want to do, I really want to work. I want to do more metal work and I want to learn how to weld. And it's, it's always something that's just outside of what they're doing, mm-hmm. like sculpting. I know you, you have sculpt, you have some sculpted stuff in your, in your history here, mm-hmm. but it is interesting that somebody who's basically become known, not just for painting, but for a certain style of painting, you know, in the end, you know, the next thing for you is, you know, woodworking and fabrication and, you know, big sculpts. Like that's kind of cool actually. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like we were saying before, you know, it's kind of like pulling that, that thread that, you mm-hmm. know, I'm introducing in my painting. So it might be that black outline. It might be those neon colors. It could be those undulating shapes, you know, that, uh, psychedelic, uh, street art subject matter, you know, that feel, whatever, but now it becomes 3D. 
Right. Exactly. So yeah. that's that's kind of like I I want to kind of take everything up to the next level. Awesome. So my, my mind is like spinning right now, no, imagining so, some I, of the I'm stuff you've excited. done yeah. in like sculpted 3D. form. Like, right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, so just a real quick question: And have you ever painted on leather? Because I'm a I don't know if you know this about me. I do a lot of leather work, but no, have I you ever? Feel. Yeah. Have you um, ever painted on leather? I have not. I mean, I've seen a okay. lot of the a lot of people have videos where it's like painting on the what is it the Nike? Yeah, the Nike shoes. Air the Air ones. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, um, that or like on a Louis Vuitton bag or whatever. Um, I personally have not painted on leather, at least not that I right. can remember. So we might need to do what we might need to do is I might need to make you like a, a paint uh, roll up, you know, like a tool roll up. Okay. For your paintbrushes out right. of uh, out of blank uh, un. Uh, untanned leather and you can paint on it. I'll send it to you. We'll do that. All right. All right. I was thinking you need to like make like a pair of like leather pants or a leather jacket or something. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll paint on it. All right. Or, or I, we'll, we'll I talk. Always, we'll talk. I think I think that'll be that'll be fun. That'll be. <laughs> I feel like if Ethan started making clothes, it would be his exit strategy from the day job. <laughs> like I really do feel like that's the next logical step for Ethan. Is like <laughs> really like cool bondage wear. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, whole new niche. Yeah, I won't name. I won't name the friend. I won't name the friend. But we have a friend who's also into leather, and there was a running joke every time she made a dog collar. It was like, "Who is the dog collar for a dog?" And (laughs) you know, the question just hangs in the air because she actually told us once she had a story where there was she made a dog collar and it wasn't for a dog, and it was like, so every time she said she was making custom dog collars, we would just be like. Oh, or is that for an actual dog this time? And it just became the running joke. So, yeah, Ethan, there you go. BDSM, well, that's your future. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's my future, but <laughs> Kat, we're gonna we're gonna figure out something because I, I I think I, I think it'll be fun. We'll, we'll figure out something. We'll talk later. We'll talk. Yeah, later. no, let's do it. I I love it. I, I love I love that we can casually joke about that, and it's like, nope, not even weird, not even nope. a little. <laughs> no, nope. well, it's weird, but we we are weird, so exactly oh, right, right. No, it's weird, right. By the way, <laughs> yeah. that's something that I. This is another theme that just seems to be recurring for me this week. Like I see people like you're not weird. No, it's okay to be the 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 thing is it's 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 not that it's not okay to be weird. Embrace your weirdness. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm weird. We're all weird. We're all weird. I'm, it's not, I'm not weird. I am weird. Of course I am. I mean, I think anyone that does anything creative is probably a little bit weird to begin with. Well, you're all weird to someone else because whatever you're doing, someone else is, thinks that's weird. So true. Totally. totally. True. True. And, you know, I think that, I think that when you, when you embrace your weirdness is when you kind of do your best work. I mean, or, or I think it's when you accept who you are and you're happy with who you are then you know yeah so we're all unique yeah. uh, you know exactly right unique equals weird i suppose at the end of the day <laughs> um, do you have like a giant sketchbook of ideas or do, do you do you just sit there and just like doodle or is it like nope i'm gonna i'm gonna devote some time now and just really buckle down and do stuff like are you a doodler or are you like um I want to do this big piece. Let me kind of plan it out first. Like, how does your how does your stuff go from brain to product? I think I used to be more of a doodler. Like, definitely when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, All your margins, like mine. <laughs> well, no, not. I mean, just you know, like go in your bedroom and fill sketchbooks. Like, uh, um, uh, yeah. but yeah, doodling and in, in margins and stuff. Yeah, that 
that happens. Um, my mom actually does that. Like when she talks on the phone, she'll just like doodle an entire oh, yeah, me too. an entire pad of paper or whatever around her Sudoku or you know, <laughs> crossword puzzle or whatever. Um, no, I would say now just because my time um, is a little bit limited just because I'm kind of like splitting my hours in between a job mm-hmm. and doing art that a lot of times I am like, okay, I'm going to focus in on this one piece and really – figure out what this is going to be. Um, I use a lot of reference imagery. I, I'm like looking at the web, I'm looking on Instagram, I'm looking at Pinterest, you know, like, uh, just kind of like formulating and, you know, amalgamating all of these ideas together. And, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm more focused on creating finished pieces right now than I am just kind of like doodling for, for fun or for, for ideas, you know, for doodling sake. Right, right, right. You don't have to, you, I, that's, that's, so you're having, you're having, you're having a decent run commercially then like, so what, do you, do you do commissions or do you just do like you do a piece and then put it up for sale or? Uh, both. Yeah. So okay. right now, again, just cause my time is a, just a, a hair limited. Um, I will take on commissions. Um, but as long as it's something that I think that I can have it turn into a YouTube video something that's mm-hmm. like going to be interesting ah. to the audience or um, as long as the person is like, Oh, I really want you to do this in your style, you know, but like go to town, like do it the way you would do it. If it gets overly directed where, you know, it's like, it needs to match my taupe couch. I'm like, no, I'm probably <laughs> not, not your gal. Um, thank you for asking. Love it. If your favorite color is beige, then we are not a good fix. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not right now. Maybe, maybe at some point, but uh, when you hit your beige phase, of course. <laughs> well, or even when I go full time, when I have a little bit more time to uh, do some extra side projects that, you know, maybe, but yeah, I, at heart, I don't think I'm a beige girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's probably a good thing. That's probably a good thing. So I have to ask, as someone who is finally getting around to creating more original art, um, I've really, really come to love Procreate um, as a way to like sketch out an idea as opposed to – I see a lot – because I, I use Illustrator for everything, and I've seen a lot of people – they sit there with a notebook and they'll sketch it out with pencil, with a pencil or a pen and whatever, and they'll take a picture of it and put it into Illustrator and work with it. But I, I've found that starting with the sketch in Procreate is fantastic. And then once you figure out that you can sketch in Procreate, then you start looking at the brushes and the different mediums that you can work with in Procreate, and you start playing with like you know pastels and gouache, which I'd never tried before, and that whole that. Kristen Audigier inspired thing that I did a couple of days ago that was I wanted to play with the gouache brush and it was like wow this is really fun I'm wondering what kind of digital tools you use and um, if you have any tips for anybody to get started with them yeah um, uh, yeah I'm with you I use procreate on iPad so I've got the Apple iPad my little Apple pencil and um, yeah I actually do a lot of um, sketching, but like, I'll, I, I, I'm still a little bit old school. Like if I'm just not totally resolved and where I want to go with the piece, a lot of times I will kind of do like a little doodle Mm -hmm. in like a sketchbook or whatever, and then like bring it in. And then I kind of like clean it up and like really tighten up the idea and everything in procreate. Um, 
I don't know. I just, there's still something for me that like putting pencil, you know, graphite to paper, whatever, for some reason, oh, totally. that's still like ingrained in me and part of my process. So, um, yeah, part, eventually I'm like, I'm, I'm going to wean myself of that, but I'm like, I also still want to like physically, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if, the, if, Move if graphite that's part to paper. of, yeah, right. If that's part of the process, then that's part of the process. Like, well, that was, yeah. That's what was funny for me, because if you remember, Ethan, if you remember, I tried mm-hmm. Inktober. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I absolutely hated it. Like, I hated every minute of it. I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. And what I ended up figuring out was, at the end of it, I did figure out that I didn't hate doing art. I hated doing art that way. And... I was like, one day I'm going to just try another way to do this. Like, and I figured like I could go to like Michael's and get myself a nice set of Prismacolor colored pencils. Cause I've always liked colored pencils. But then I was like, I'm watching all, I started watching more videos cause I wanted to really up my levels in illustrator. And I saw everybody using procreate and I had it, I've had procreate forever. I've just never really used it. And finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to like start playing with this and really figure out why everyone loves this app so much. And it's like, once you start using it, now I understand why so many people, like whenever you watch an artist that does anything digitally, they have an iPad Pro with pencil and they're working in Procreate. And I finally understand why, because it just, it behaves so much like the real thing. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, well, and now they've got, you know, like the the tips and stuff for the, the your mm-hmm. stylus, so you actually have more drag, so it starts to feel more like that pencil to paper kind of. Experience. And there's that those there's they have those films. I think Paperlike is yes. one of them yep. that they put uh, that they you could just stick on your iPad, and all of a sudden you have friction, and you don't realize. By the way, you don't realize for those listening that have never done this, you think that oh that gliding smooth thing is really cool. It's kind of not. <laughs> like, it, well, it doesn't, doesn't feel, feel right. Like right. you yeah. It you you almost. I don't know. For me, as an inexperienced artist of any kind, what I've noticed is you just your hand just moves really fast. It, yeah, you almost feel like you don't have control sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have any of those on yours? Like, do you have any of those like screen protectors or one of the aftermarket tips, or are you just going as it is out of the box? I'm I'm a Latvian penny penny pincher, so I, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning to to get used to the to the glide. Um, I mean that in a wonderful way. Latvians are fantastic. We're, we're, we're <laughs> savers of money. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting used to the glide. I think, um, it's not affecting me so dramatically that I'm like, ah, I can't do this, you know? So, oh yeah, no. Yeah. I just, cause I keep seeing those ads on, cause once you start, and this is the other thing, like everything is targeted at you. So once you start following artists on Instagram, then you start getting art related ads on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I keep getting those ads for those multicolored pencil tips for the Apple pencil. Oh, And I'm like, I should get a set of these just to try them. Like sure. I just want, just want to try them. Just want to try them. And no, no, you are not going to spend $30 on a rubber tip. <laughs> You're just not going to do that. So. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but my thing with like the Procreate program is just like the ability to then be able to project onto mm-hmm, right. large canvases or walls or whatever is like game changer. That's yeah, like, just, that was one of those the techniques that I was talking about earlier. That it's a, such a cool like I don't know how I'm gonna utilize that yet with what I do, but 
that is a, such a cool process. It, I mean, it makes it so much really sense. Is. Yeah, it, it makes it, I the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty brilliant. Like to just get one of those really small Pico projectors and right. just point it at a wall and like with your stuff on it. And then you can translate your stuff huge. And I guess for doing murals and stuff, that must be that's got to be killer. Well, like the yeah. hardest part of a mural would be translating your small plan into a giant size and, you and, know, and, and watching you just like adjust it you know do this part adjust it tip it up do the rest yeah. of it you know it's so it was such a cool idea it's just yeah i don't know it is kind of nice how people have combined like cat you're a pretty good example of people who've combined the you know the digital tools and then the analog medium like you, you know you're not doing you're not doing really digital art you're doing more like you're doing digital planning of analog art almost and I, I really like that that mixture that people have managed to keep doing the what would we, we would call old school art but using new tools to do it i love that yeah it was actually kind of a internal struggle that i had for a while because i'm just like <laughs> is using procreate like cheating right right mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a very different thing cause you can go in and you can erase, you can undo, you can, you know, um, you're working in layers. You can turn things on and off. You can like automatically shift colors. Um, that isn't something that you can do when you're doing it by hand. Like you have to be decisive when you're That's working, true. you know, with yeah. old school media. So, um, it, I, I'm not bashing it by any means. I use it. I love it. Um, it's just it's a very different experience. Your mind, it's a different mindset. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, and we all have our own opinion. I, I think though, like that's probably where it's going though. Like, like it's one thing to like shake, you know, it, it is a new tool. Like, like totally. why not embrace it? And yeah. Absolutely. Yes. That's, that's where I ended up with it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I understand your hang up, like, cause you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with hand tools versus power mm-hmm. tools. Right. It's the yep. same age old thing. Right. But at the same time, it's like, if you can, you know, having a table saw, doesn't make me, well, in my opinion, doesn't make me less of a woodworker. Right. But it, it opens up, it makes me more efficient so I can do more creative stuff at the other end of things. Right. Um, so it just opens up the possibility to being more creative in other aspects. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, no. And that's actually where I was going next. It's like being able to have a digital file of your artwork. Now you're able to mass produce prints Mm -hmm. You can change the colorway in the same artwork. So it's like, Hey, buy this artwork, but you now have five different colorway choices for someone who's shopping in your online store. Right. You know, so I mean, there's just, there's a lot you can do with it, like being able to project it, being able to, I, I don't even know, like, I kind of like, I can tell you my- a printer to make stickers, you know, like there's, mm-hmm. there's yeah. just so much that my, my favorite, I didn't think about it until I started using it feature is the time lapse it records of what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. That like is- that's, that's really fun to watch when you're done and you go, Oh wait, the whole process was recorded and you just, you hit play and it's like, whoa, this is cool. <laughs> and the first time I did it, I was like, I, I I found it in a menu and I'm like, oh, wow, that's enabled. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't have to do it. It was enabled. I was like, well, that means that there's a recording of this. And I hit play and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> <Magic>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But what's cool is it's almost like um, it's almost like a certificate of origin when you make something because like, no, look, I drew this. See, here's me drawing. It. <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. Um, it's kind of interesting, actually, if you like go back and watch because you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going, going, going. Oh, yeah, I raced here. I didn't know what I was doing here. I redid this area. I decided to resize this, move it over. <laughs> like I changed you know, I changed my concept midstream here. Like, yeah, it even records all the stuff that you're like, I don't want people to see that. Yeah. <laughs> or when you do a background fill and you didn't realize there was an, a break in one of your lines and everything turns <laughs> the color of the background. It's like, and you see yourself do it and then undo it. It's right. like, that's the great, I love those moments. I'm right. having, I just, I, I, I felt like, I felt like this week for me, this week, the more I experimented, the more I tried, I felt like I found a little more joy in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I I was kind of feeling, I mean, it's been a really weird like month and a half for me as far as like shop and making and creativity stuff. And I've just been kind of flat, not feeling well. So it kind of all started reforming last week and it felt good to kind of be back. But I think one of the reasons I was back was because I was just like flexing a little bit of creative muscle and it was kind of nice to not be, you know, all woodworking or, Mm -hmm. you know, doing all this stuff that I always do is just doing something new and different. It's like, Oh, this is kind of interesting and a challenge and it produces a cool result. And what's even more interesting to me based on what I've been posting on Instagram is that people respond. It's like, oh, I love these. I, I love that you're doing this. This is so much fun to watch you getting better at doing this. And it's like, oh, all right, maybe I'll do more of this then, you know? It's, is there anything like when you, do you, do you ever feel, because most of your stuff right now is painting. Do you feel like at times where you're like, I don't want to paint today, I w- but I still want to do something creative. Like, do you have other ways that you, even if you don't post them or make a video out of them, do you have other ways that you flex your creative muscle? Well, half of my day is spent working for an agency. So I actually do a lot of writing, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. writing and concepting and putting together presentations and decks and doing branding work and all kinds of things. So I'm, I pretty much don't have a time during my day where I'm not doing something creative, but it's kind Mm -hmm. of like all across the board, you know? Um, Gotcha. I mean, I know. Is it creative for you or creative for them though? That's a, what do you mean? Oh yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is it yeah. Like for a client? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different, right? Cause it's, I'm trying to ultimately please a client and right. you now have us get paid at the end of the day. Um, and I think Which is yeah, important. Yeah. It is, it is. And it definitely has its place, but it's way right. different than yeah, for sure. art or fine art. Um, but yeah, it definitely is a different, you know, creative muscle flex. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I have my way, I'd be switching it up between, you know, painting, sculpting, you know, doing mural, building something. Like I don't like to do one thing for too long because I do get bored. So I hear we hear that a lot. Um, I yep. think it's it, Grant 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 Alexander, the one and only Grant Alexander, is a great example. He says that all the time. Like he would, he basically kind of jokes that he would kill himself if he had to make the same thing more than once. Like he never wants to make the same thing more than once. And I always find that interesting because if I did that, I'd be out of business. <laughs> like, you know, and I, I, but I understand, I kind of, I've started to understand because, all right, for me, it isn't like more than once. Right. But like, there is a time where it's like, Oh God, if I have to make another cutting board, I'm just going to slip my wrists. Like I can't do this again. Like I, I just finished one and I'm already starting the next one, you know? So um, 
it's interest. It is interesting that people don't want. What I always find interesting when people say they don't want to do the same thing more than once, they get you know into a rut and they don't want to be in a rut like that. Well, I've said this many times, Vincent. Is I don't like making the same thing over and over again. But what I what so I, what I've found though is there's things that I can make that I don't mind making over and over again. Mm-hmm. That are those kind of like, you know, those are my kind of traditional products that people know me for, like the exacto knives and those types of things. And, but the things that I don't like making, I just don't make like if someone wants one, I'm just like, I don't make those, you know, like, so <laughs> it, it's kind of, you know, I think that is an important thing is uh, knowing what what being self-aware enough that that uh, th- that if you don't enjoy making it, don't don't make it. Don't offer it to people. If it's something mm-hmm. that you are okay with making multiple ones, then do it. You yeah, know, or you have an idea yeah. that you're just you're like you're still working through. You know, or right. you're not done with it. Like I have lots of octopi that appear <laughs> in my work. I'm yeah. not quite tired of them yet. They do keep coming yeah. back. You know, but right. you know, if somebody, I don't know, I might get to a point where I'm just like, yeah, if I see another mushroom, I'm going to puke, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the, you mentioned earlier that you're, you're, there's a certain, like a psychedelic nature to your style. And I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at how it's, it's so the colors that you use are always very punchy and vibrant and yet they're not, I don't, they're not garish. Like they're not over the top. They're just very bright. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I love that you've managed to find, like I'm looking at the well, the portrait that you're working on, the the current, the, the most recent picture in your Instagram feed and then the oh, occasional picture beautiful. all the way back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like those colors I would never, like I would never pink, I would never pick pink and blue as highlight colors of like, a portrait but see that i mean i think that's that's the artist like exactly that's your ability is that you understand like you like vincent you and i would not be able to pick two colors that are so contrasting that but you can't like you know what works together and that yeah sorry i'm jumping in but it it, like is that a, a thought process or is it kind of just something that like uh it's just natural like it's it that those two things those two colors work together i'm gonna say it's a little bit of both um i think i think you have a feeling about like how you want this piece to turn out or like the general like warmth of it or coolness or whatever kind of like when you go in as part of the concept um but i definitely like in procreate create um custom color palettes for each of my pieces. So I'm definitely sitting and planning out my palettes. Like I'll actually sit and enter um, hex codes so that I'm getting specific number, specific colors for my pieces. Um, So yeah, it's, it's very intentional and planned. Um, The interesting part is then when you're painting a piece. So like I'm now translating my digital to, you know, a physical painting I'm mixing color to try to match hex values, mm. which can be a challenge, but like th- that's kind of one of those things where you're like, it's kind of fun, right? Like, okay, I'm going to add a little more yellow. I'm going to add a little more white. I'm going to do this, you know? And it's like, you might not get it right the first go around and see what it looks like when it dries. And then you do another layer and, you know, so, I mean, it's a little bit of like um, 
adjusting it by feel, but yeah, there's definitely like a, an intention when I, when I go in. Yeah. Do, Do you find yourself going, okay, so I know I'm working with golden paints and I know those colors pretty well. And I know that this color doesn't exist. Do you find yourself constraining yourself knowing what you're going to use to do the final project? Or do you kind of just go, screw it, I'm going to mix this and I'm going to make it work? I'm more of a screw it, I'm going to make it work. <laughs> nice. Why am yeah. I not surprised? That makes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of not surprised either, but right. I felt like it was a good question yeah. to ask anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm, I'm not locked into like any one brand either. Like uh, mm-hmm. I've got a mm-hmm. few golden products that I really, really like, but I'm totally fine with being like, hey, I'm going to use Liquitex for this or, you know, whatever it is. So, I mean, I mix different brands of paint together all the time. I'm not, I'm not a paint snob by any means. I use use some decent brushes. I use some crappy brushes, you know? So um, I always, I always found that that's an interesting thing too. Like, you know, you, people talk about, you know, the brushes a lot. Like I've, I've, I've seen, it feels like all, all my art YouTuber people that I watch have all of a sudden started talking about either caring for their brushes or the kinds of brushes that they use. And it's like, does it really make that much of a difference? And then all you have to do to find out is just get one halfway decent brush and you go, oh yeah, that makes a huge difference. <laughs> like yeah, I that's agree. a lot different from the ones I had as a kid. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yes, 100%. Um, I actually picked up some new um, kind of like sable hair brushes that are like, you know, longer and have that finer tip for my outlining and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've been using them on the, the Alien Skate deck and there's definitely a difference. I mean, it it goes faster. It's just a smoother process, and I feel less like I'm gonna have arthritis <laughs> soon. <laughs> soon. <laughs> you know, so um, it does make a difference. Yeah, I, and, I'm always I'm always amazed when I watch like um, someone who paints a lot. When I see the way, so, you know, your instinct is to hold a brush like a pencil, but are you guys? You guys, I say you guys, painters, artists, generally who do a lot of brush work. You don't always like I, I the hand turns and you get that to make to turn a corner. You don't just gra- drag the brush the other direction. Sometimes you twist your hand a little bit and pull the brush back the other way. And it's like, wow, I just learning all that just seems so intimidating to someone like me. Well, and for like pinstriping and outlining and doing, you know, smooth strokes and stuff like that. Mm hmm. One of the things that I figured out is, and this this is a tip for anybody that wants to do any kind of, you know, some nice clean line work. Um, don't be afraid to actually turn the piece because you're going to have, yeah. you're going to have a way that you naturally Feels are right. able to, yeah, do a nice straight line without a lot of jitter. Yeah. Um, Cause if you're trying to, you know, do a, a curve or you're trying to, you know, do that while turning your wrist, like you're going to naturally have a little bit of shake. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's kind of like find either find pivot points in your body, like your elbow where you're mm-hmm. able to, cause I mean, yeah. think about it. If you go around with your elbow, you're going to make a perfect circle. Same thing, like your shoulder joint, you can make a perfect circle just by going around with your shoulder joint. Um, but actually like, okay, I know that if I pull, you know, upper right hand or upper left-hand corner down to the right-hand corner, I'm left-handed. So I'm like, I know that that's my smoothest line. Well, okay. That's not what I need for my piece right now. I'm just going to turn that piece. Yep. So it, it, that, it's really interesting you say that because I never realized how important turning the turning what you're working on was. Mm-hmm. 
And then in the last update for Illustrator on the iPad, they're like, can now rotate the canvas while you, and I'm like, who needs that feature? Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I did in Illustrator on the iPad after that feature, I accidentally rotated the canvas and I'm like, oh, that's much better. (laughs) You know, and it's like, oh, that feels so much more natural. Yeah. If you're using a tablet to draw for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I mean, Listen, you guys, I, I've noticed the same thing with cutting, like uh, cutting leather and stuff like that. Interesting. And yeah. yeah uh, it, I mean, it's a very it's a very similar thing because uh, I think it was quarter leather. He does a lot of videos for uh, Weaver leather. Um, but he was talking about I think it was recent video, but he was talking about like just you get that muscle memory, right, of being able to cut a straight line. And it's super like what once you can do that you're so much more productive. You don't have to use a ruler. You can just kind of cut it. And, but then he also talked about cutting, uh, cutting curves. And sometimes it's, it's easier to hold a blade and turn the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Because like, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's something about like turning the piece. You're able to hold the blade. Uh, like the blade is, you're holding the blade really perfectly s- straight and in this position and you're turning the thing that you're cutting versus trying to like carve with the blade, which gets you angles and the, you know, especially if you're using like an exacto blade, which is kind of bendy, mm-hmm. it kind of, it can kind of curve and cut like a, you know, an angle to the leather and stuff like that. So it's, it, it but it, it's, in, it's interesting that it, you just, it, well, a lot of it's muscle memory, I think too. Mm-hmm. the techniques the techniques carry over yeah it's like when definitely. we had ann on and you were talking about that you use affinity designer mm-hmm. and she doesn't really teach anything but oh, illustrator yeah. and you're like yeah but i was still learning stuff it's like yeah it's because it just it works that way sometimes right. the technique is the technique whatever the tool the technique is the technique you know? right the button might have a different name but the button's the button right the button is the button <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's, that is, that there's your advice for today, yeah. kids. The button is the button. That is a horrible tagline, but and yeah. we're <laughs> swallowing our teas just like yep. northeasterners do. Yep, exactly. We don't say button here. We are <laughs> button. Let's get. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like I'm from Chicago. What do I say? Button. <laughs> are you are you born and bred uh, born and bred in Chicago? Uh, I'm from Northern Illinois, so Rockford, okay. closer to Wisconsin, actually. Okay. Oh, she's a Rockford peach. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And I get I get asked if I'm from Canada a lot for some reason. So I think I, I I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When I first heard your voice and I first heard your speaking voice, mm-hmm. I thought you were from Canada. I really did. Well, so it's not that it, it, that can't be an unusual thing. Because it's funny you say that. Because I was like, up until I f- kind of found out you were in Illinois, I was like, oh, clearly she's clearly she's from Canada. <laughs> so. Well, Kat, I'm I'm from Rochester, New York, which is basically Canada. Um, and <laughs> so I, I I I'm with you on that. Yeah, we're all from Canada at heart. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Canada, America. Yeah, exactly. you can even they tell. They all end in uh. Yep. <laughs> they all end. In, uh. <laughs> there you go. That's our common bond. <laughs> yep. So normally, when we do our things of the week, we let our guest go first, and um. Kat, we would love to hear what your thing of the week is. Okay. So thing of the week, this is a weird segue. I absolutely love Halloween. No. Surprising. Shocking. <laughs> earth shattering news. Yeah. Um, okay. Cue that uh, glass shattering uh, right. sound effect. Yeah. 
Um, I'll let the editor know. <laughs> <laughs> but given that, the the closest thing that we have coming up is St. Patrick's Day. Ah, yes. Being it's basically that, the same thing. I mean, there's a, there's dressing up that happens here. It's exactly. in Chicago, you know. So. Oh yeah, the I rivers been, are green. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody is green on the day. I'm just. I love the every year doing the St. Patty's Day prep, which usually involves buying things online. I've been checking out this website called Tipsy Elves that <laughs> they do. I love the name. Tipsy Elves. Yeah, they do like the crazy like Christmas sweaters and onesies mm-hmm. and all that jazz. But now they've got like this whole line of St. Patrick's Day apparel and accessories, like gold fanny packs with. rainbow suspenders that you can wear out during the day um but like i'm just wondering a is it gonna happen Mm -hmm. and b what are what are you guys doing to prep oh i mean to me not for nothing but to me saint patrick's day is kind of except for the fact that i have some stuff that i started selling last year around saint patrick's day like different jewelry stuff that was saint patrick's day themed it's kind of just another day for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I really don't do much for St. Patrick's Day. Not, not a single green beer, a Guinness? No, Nothing. no. You know, no, what I'm, I, I'm what really I boring. I, I just fill my bathtub with water and then dye it green and just take it. Green. No, that's, <laughs> oh, God. Just, kidding, sit, just kidding. You sit in there and eat cake and cry. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's the saddest St. Patrick's Day of all time. <laughs> Oh man, that yeah. is so good. I don't know. Tipsy, but... it, it's interesting. Tipsy Elves is actually um, Robert Hershevek. He did um, was on Shark Tank. It was Robert Hershevek's investment. And I just did a little video on my Instagram today about Shark Tank. Very interesting. Very oh, interesting. Oh, small world. There's this so, yeah. universe. It is funny oh, my... though, Kat. Uh, we, God, me and my friends, uh, me and a couple of friends from high school used to do a St. Patrick's Day trip every year. This is back when I was younger and uh we're still young yes yeah we're still young we're still young yeah Yeah. uh but yeah i'll I'll blame it on covid it was just pre-covid um exactly in the before times but yeah (laughs) but yeah we take a trip um and we went uh uh um savannah went to savannah um and but the only other place that i heard was better than savannah for saint patrick's day was chicago and we never did that so Maybe I mean, something. I really, I really think we are the reigning champions. I think you guys are. Yeah. So, uh, to be honest, yeah, I mean, I was Boston, a little underwhelmed. Guys, was, yeah. Bo- no, Boston is Boston's huge. Boston's big yeah. too. Boston's very, very big. Um, and I've done that many times. Actually, uh, uh, um, uh, a person that worked for me, she got married. She got engaged on St. Patty's Day oh, at whoa. a at an Irish pub in Boston. Uh, it was quite quite memorable Did but yeah remember yeah. he was engaged the next day <laughs> yeah no yeah no we had to, it was it was really awkward conversation the next morning but uh she is just so irish <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. yeah so wow. yeah no i have no plans i don't i don't have any plans either i feel kind of embarrassed about that but uh, well Ethan, i haven't I left put, my house in about a year and a half so i put yeah. something in the chat um for you guys to look at but for those of you listening go to tipsyelves.com and just search for the gold rainbow fanny pack and suspenders it's fabulous and i am absolutely obsessed with the idea of ethan getting these oh my god that's so creepy ethan has to have a pair of these like he just has to he has to that makes me so uncomfortable (laughs) 
<laughs> I just, I think as soon as I saw these, I thought of Ethan, and I don't uh, know why, but I just like, I have to get a pair. I'm gonna get these and send them to you. I'm not even kidding. Well, if you do that, I will post it because you went all out. But done. Add to cart. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this Tipsy Elf site is my twenties. Like mm-hmm. honestly, when you look at it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's like it's everything eighties, like. The- 80s, like Oh, I don't even know rainbows, unicorns, just blood well, light. Back in the day, back in the day when you could do the the, you know, the Santa uh, pub crawl, you know. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. They were these guys were when they were on when they were on Shark Tank. They were really they they had a really cool vibe about them, and they just had they just had this like there was just a I don't know like they didn't take themselves too seriously, but they were still a business. You well, know yeah. what I mean. Like they they got what they were in the world, mm-hmm. and they knew that they had a thing, yeah. and it was only they were doing the ugly sweaters at that point. They weren't doing anything. Right. The ugly Christmas sweaters. They weren't doing anything else. And then they just exploded. Like the show launched them into the stratosphere, and now they they make onesies, guys. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, yeah, they're yeah. amazing. But you, I mean, you have to like clearly they have a business sense because yeah, they, there's been um I a gazillion people that have come out with these types of things and none of them are around. So, but in fairness, in fairness, and I say this a lot, you know, the shark tank bump is a real thing. Like if you get get your stuff on shark tank, you could be the same as a lot of other products, but people are going to go, Oh, well that was on shark tank. I want to check it out. You know? Right. So well, maybe I need to get in contact with them and do a little. uh, Yeah. I I think uh, cat leapins art licensed. I don't know, onesie, something. Dude. Uh, tentacles. That'd be hot, right? <laughs> Dude, uh, leather leather be... loincloth? No, that's There much. you go. <laughs> or too little, yeah. Uh, too little, yeah. yeah. Maybe too little. <laughs> too <yes>. little? <laughs> Definitely too little. <laughs> nice. All right, let's go on to other things. <laughs> so I'm going to go. I'll go jump it. in next yeah. with my, my thing of the week here. My thing of the week. So I started watching this channel. Um, this woman, her name is Tana. And she makes, she has a company called Potty Mouth Jewelry, which is the greatest concept ever. Um, She's on, she's actually on Instagram as Potty Mouth Jewelry. And she makes this really cool, really classy looking jewelry. But then like, it says like the most core, I'll just use the word coarse language. Uh I'll just put it that way. (laughs) So like, um. There's one in her most recent post on Instagram right now. It's it's a really nice hanging bar pendant, and it just says "badass bitch" on it. And it's like <laughs> this stuff. And she is, she's got such a great design sense. It just she's wonderful. She's absolutely wonderful. Um, her her work is fantastic. She's really talented, and she has the most amazing chill calm voice she does a studio vlog once a week and she's just she's absolutely fantastic she's become one of my favorite channels to watch like when she drops a video i stop what i'm doing and i watch it because she's just that good um but yeah you should definitely check her out her instagram is her instagram is potty mouth jewelry and her youtube you can just search for tana makes um and it's actually she has a custom url because she has enough subs so it's youtube.com slash c slash tana makes she is so talented and her stuff it's just you smile when you see it because it's like this really beautiful silver bangle bracelet 
and it just says like come at me bro for example you know just <laughs> over the top just it's the exact opposite and her vibe is the opposite of her jewelries and it's just it's great it's a great kind awesome. of juxtaposition of a fun idea and a really classy and chill vibe in her videos she's she's really talented and i really i like her a lot so you should definitely check her out that's awesome all right ethan you're up all right mine i feel like mine is super underwhelming after both of yours but um that's not a surprise but uh so my, my thing of the week is a uh weaver leather uh they have a uh strap cutter Sounds super exciting. I know you guys are all chomping at the bit to to know what that is. Um, but it basically what it is, it's a simple tool, really, really simple. Um, but it's a way of you can set the width um, of the of whatever strap you want to cut. And it has this razor blade and has a straight edge. So as long as your the leather that you're using has a straight line, it will cut very, very consistent strips of leather. Like I'm talking super consistent. Um, and so the reason I, I got it, it was uh, if, if anyone saw my video from last week, I was doing the pattern leather, um, pattern leather projects. And, uh, and I was cutting every single strip of leather by hand with a ruler and my rotary cutter. And it has to be really, really precise. So it, it, it is hard to get 20 pieces of a perfectly precise half inch leather strips with with you know however however careful you are about measuring it it's really really hard um and so someone uh, reached out and recommended uh this strap cutter and it, basically it's used for mostly it's used for like cutting belts or like you know those types of things out of leather uh and you basically it's really hard to explain so you're gonna have to just go check it out but it's a really really can uh efficient way of cutting consistent strips of leather and it works so good it like i'm super i'm so excited about it i mean it did take a little uh little trial and error to get it right and everything like that but i can cut for the same time that it took me to cut maybe three strips of uh leather by hand uh with a ruler and a rotary cutter if i can probably cut all 20 pieces of leather in that same time so it's it's a super simple tool. It's not super expensive. Uh, it's definitely not necessary for most people. But if you're cutting, if you're trying to produce mass produce, not even mass produce, but produce something for sale uh, that re- you know that requires like uh, belts or uh, necklaces or anything that requires consistent thicknesses of leather, huge huge game changer. So. Does it yeah, well, and the other, the other, the only other thing is it has it, uh, it has really, really inexpensive replaceable blades, and that's the other thing I like. As you mm-hmm. know, Vincent, I hate sharpening things, so these blades are super interchangeable. They're just they're like less expensive than you know a utility knife blade, and you just swap them in and out if you need to. So, can you uh, use it on other materials? Than oh yeah, other totally. or is it just like, oh you can't. Not exclusive. Yeah, it's ba- it's basically all it is is it's just a it has a width and the blade is set to a certain width, uh, whatever you want it to be, and then you just pull this thing down. So if you wanted to uh, cut like thicknesses of canvas or felt or anything, any material totally work. Sweet. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah, it's awesome. I will have a link to that in the show notes when the episode drops. Um, 
as usual, after thing of the week, we usually like to thank our mm-hmm. supporters. And if you ever want to see who our supporters are, um, we're going to actually, I'm going to find a way. And if you're, if you're, if I read your name on this list and you have a link that you'd like me to put with your name, just give me a shout. Um, you can DM me on Instagram or message me. Um, you can send it to Vincent at because we make com, and I'll update it. Um, if you have a link that you want to attach to your name, we'll, you know, this way you can promote yourself through the site. But if you go to becausewemake.com Hall of Fame, you can actually see who supports the show financially. And I'm going to have a couple in. I think we have new names from last week. Um, I'm not sure, but either way. Uh, Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde. Dave from Atomic Airship Works. Emily Joyce. Ed from Ed's Clocks and more. Rory from RLL Woodworks. Chris from Full Steam Designs. Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy. Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, uh, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langer Works, and Jacob from Other Dog Designs. Thank you so much for your support, guys. We you really guys are awesome. It. Yep, we really, really appreciate it. And in fact, I've started to get, for the people that were doing the monthly thing, I started getting random notifications from PayPal saying I've getting, gotten payments from people. And I'm like, oh, wow, I, I forgot. What? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's so, awesome. It's really awesome. We really appreciate it. Um, if you can't support the show financially, that's not a problem. Feel free to share the show um, when we post Tell it on a friend. Instagram. Yeah, tell a friend. Follow us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Because We Make. Uh, you know, get the word out there because when we invite people onto the show and they check the uh, reviews and the ratings on iTunes, which a lot of guests do, and they see what people say about us, it does make a guest a lot more likely to come on the show. So even if you can't, even if you can't support us financially, you could still support us in a lot of different ways and they all help and we appreciate every single one of them. Kat actually told us that she was not going to come on until she read two of the reviews and then she was like all right i'm coming on so yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. true story very okay. true story not a lie at all 100 percent true stories hashtag facts um <laughs> what's next for you cat what are you up to what's the next thing that you're up to the next thing that i'm up to i'm i'm working really hard to finish up my custom painted skate deck my alien skate deck um mm-hmm. get that video out on youtube on my youtube channel um yeah, like I said, moving to a bigger space where I can do more and bigger and better things um, art-wise and who knows, life-wise. Um, golly, I don't know. Yeah, I'm jokingly, now I now I want to license my artwork with uh, Tipsy <laughs> Elves. Um, yeah, you should. Yeah, I mean, my, my stuff is um, on hang time panels on wall control stuff right now. So if you ever want to check that out, it's on the hang time website. Oh, oh really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, art, that was that was I relatively love recent. Time, man. I love uh, wall control. That's awesome. I didn't realize that for some reason. Yeah, so uh, really just finding finding those collaborations, uh, you know, different groups that I can partner with and create some synergies for you know my art and product. At the end of the day, I'm I'm gonna get IKEA at some point. They're gonna <laughs> be producing my cabinets. Gotta get those meatballs. Yeah, love the meatballs. You got a, a little lingonberry. <laughs> I, I see. Oh, good. I I think everybody loves the food at IKEA. Just only a few people are willing to admit it. But the food at IKEA is pretty damn good. <laughs> I mean, when you can get two bags of chips and two hot dogs for like a dollar fifty, 
Isn't it the best? <laughs> like you, it tastes so good. Like you can't right. go wrong. You can, it tastes how, better. How you that? Savings. <laughs> and it's the only place to get lingonberry juice out of the like you not the syrup that they sell in the jar. Like actual lingonberry beverage out of the little out of the machine oh it's so good it's, it's the highlight of going there if you've never had lingonberry you simply must it's, oh, it's divine so good <laughs> um no i just I, just getting getting myself out i'm gonna take over the world that's what's next now ah, thank you I, I love murals please i i can't wait for it i i want you. you guys yeah, you have any walls that come up yeah, if you want to come to if you want to come to Boston, I'll find a I'll find a wall. <laughs> I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I just have you know I'm going to be apartment hunting in the next few in the next few months. So when I do finally find a new place, you can bet there's going to be some cat leapins on the wall. Like hey. I've been looking through your it. store and I'm debating like, mm-hmm. do I buy it now or do I? I'm going to buy it when I move, but. I will be buying some of it because I can, I've decided that my, my whole, my whole new living situation, the walls are just going to be plastered with the artists that I love. And Kat, you definitely fall into that category. Your stuff is amazing. It is. And it's, it's been super cool getting to know you over the last few weeks and now getting to actually talk to you. It's absolutely fantastic. Finally. And I, I feel like I've known you forever, even though we've not even known each other all that long, but it's, it's been really great to get to talk to you and pick your brain about what you do. And your stuff is fantastic. And I can't wait to see more of it. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. I, I'm so glad I wasn't a disappointment. <laughs> oh no. Like, way worse in real life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, not at all. Thanks. <laughs> Um, that's going to do it for this week, everybody. We are, we are out. Um, I don't know. Why can't I speak? Words are not coming to me tonight. I don't Words know Words are hard. Words are hard. You know, it's so funny. I spend the whole time telling you, oh, I finally feel better. I'm not feeling sick anymore. Maybe I should go back to being sick. I was able to communicate then. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again next week. We do have a guest lined up for next week. And I'm very excited about next week's guest because we've mentioned him probably about 62 times on this podcast. No joke. 62 times. Mm, I think and it's 63. It could be 63. You might be right. I might have missed one. Um, and we're finally going to get to talk to him. And he happens to be a podcaster also. So you know he knows how to be on a podcast. So that's going to be fun. And, and I'm not going to tell you who it is, of course, because that, that would ruin all the fun. But you'll find out next week. So come back and listen. And we'll talk to you then. Oh,